When you start getting that uncomfortable feeling that what you are watching is all too real, it is probably best you don't look up. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Just a flesh wound. Axe on hat. Axe off. I know Kung Fu. Yippee-ki-yay, mother I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Green, for lack of a better word, is good. Show me the money. I drink your milkshake. The snozzberries taste like snozzberries. How do you like them, Max? All right, all right, all right. These guys are 11. I'll be back. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It wasn't the airplane. This is not real. This is not real. This is not real. This isn't happening. Kate, uh, tell me this isn't really happening. I hear there's uh, something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh, good for you. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer. At this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight. And then assess. The sit tight part comes first, then you got to digest it. That's the assessment period. This is the worst news in the history of humanity. He just blew us off. What are we gonna do? We have to release the information. So we just leak it. Our guests today have made a pretty big discovery in space. How big is this thing going? I can't destroy my ex-wife's house. Is that possible? <laughs> There's a 100% chance that we're all going to die. Hey. Hey. <laughs> well, the handsome astronomer can come back anytime, but the yelling lady, not so much. Welcome, everybody, to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And we're talking about Don't Look Up, the new film from Netflix starring everybody who's ever been nominated for an Oscar and Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. It's got scenes there where they've got memes now calculating how many Oscar nominees and winners mm. are sitting in a scene and it's uh, ridiculous <laughs> uh, i mean the caliber of the actors there are certainly one where you'd expect it to be something very special or a train wreck it does depend on your viewpoint and, and i guess also depending on if you I'm... i guess put any weight behind the oscars anymore <laughs> yeah deeply deeply yeah who gives a shit um... I, I, I wrote them off once when it's paltrow one best actress oh yes yes well actually i was back when dances uh, with wolves beat goodfellas goodfellas yeah oh yeah that's yeah that's yeah. that's so fucking <laughs> and oh, can we not talk about forest gum beating pulp fiction <laughs> <laughs> Far out. That's a crime against humanity right there. <laughs> anyway, I haven't seen it, so I, I'm I'm pulling a Monica and a Spider-Man No Way Home here. Um, <laughs> and now right. you're you like, still comment. Is, yeah. it, is yeah. it good? Because I don't. I like you. I you both. You're giving me mixed vibes, and I don't know how I feel about it. 
I'd say that the entire critical mass is giving mixed vibes on their reaction to it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's everyone film... I know who's spoken to me about it seemed to be like it's amazing. Yeah, um, I I would say that. No, no, no. I want to respond to I that like now. Squeak it. Like... It was fantastic. <laughs> I would say that uh, a lot of people will if if it sort of surprises them and they some uh, penny drops on them in terms of the concepts it's conveying yes it will be amazing they finally figured it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah um look it, it's pretty much got its message on its sleeve as a parable for uh the climate crisis if you want mm -hmm. and our inaction and what causes the inaction uh it takes a bit of a satirical dive into the way that governments react to things ignore scientists look at how uh, it will affect their election chances and mm -hmm. also business getting profits for it and straight away we can sort of talk about now our whole covid situation where all of these things are going on in that sense let alone the climate climate crisis so in in a way it's really touching upon um i guess important things that are sort of talked about I, I i don't know whether the mass population of people really consider this um mm. but if they're not and they watch this and it, as i said the penny drops it would be quite a surprising film um yeah i don't know however to... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, i'll get um, to the however uh look i i found the film to be um an experience. Um, I'm still not sure if I liked it or not. Um, there's a lot of good and there's also some other things that really detract from it, I find. Um, but I guess the overall message, as Jason said, it's, you know, even in the face of total extinction, us as people, we focus on the material things and our own impending doom takes a huge back seat. And it's a doom that is perfectly preventable, um, if not for the discovery of how to monetize a comet, <laughs> I guess is the best way I can describe it. And it's like watching a disaster in slow motion. Um, everyone sees what is about to happen coming. Um, it's perfectly preventable. And it's just sort of seeing how people will either bury their heads in the sand or sort of see where there is an advantage to this thing that is hurtling towards us. Yeah, uh, it's I admire what it's trying to do. I really yeah. do. I, I wish more films went down this track from America and they've made it very saleable by having this cast. I mean, the cast carries the film ultimately because I think without this cast and how well they do their roles, it mm -hmm. would have come across as a bit of a ham-fisted turkey of a film. Yeah, exactly um, right. <laughs> but uh, like DiCaprio, excellent Jennifer Lawrence surprised me. I was sort of like really taken back by how well she did her character. Yeah, uh, I, I I do not always rate Jennifer Lawrence, but no, she, no, she did a fantastic all. job, you know, running the gambit. <laughs> no, of, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, she actually did a really great job. She yeah, was no, the was... gambit of excited PhD candidate to experiencing mm. a huge sense of dread, which makes her, you know, in turn a media disaster for when they're trying to explain the comet to the general public. And then has just 
nonchalance and her acceptance at the end when nothing matters anymore. It's a very layered performance and I actually give her a lot of props for it. Yeah. Oh, it was really, really good. Kate Blanchett, I didn't recognise for the first few scenes. It was, oh, she was great. She, she disappeared into her uh, sort of late night talk show type TV personality extremely well. Um, yeah. Mark Rylance is also in the film. His take on, I guess, the Elon Musk kind of yeah. character is really horrifying. <laughs> he looks like a predator version of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to hear. Uh, but yeah, it was. It's Pee Wee Herman doesn't look like a predator. <laughs> it's worse, trust me, when you hear him talk. <laughs> Yeah, he sort of talks like Andy Warhol, and yeah. yeah, it's sort of yeah, it's really bizarre. He really uh, does. And um, what else do I have here? I have a note, Monica. Talk about racist Ron Perlman. Let's talk about racist Ron Perlman. <laughs> go on, tell us about. Go for it. Yeah, so Ron Perlman plays an astronaut who is sent by the U.S. government to initially, I guess, destroy the comet. He's fine to go into his glorious death and all that kind of stuff and the things that he says live on camera are sort of captured and everyone's sort of excusing it oh you know it was a different time to his you know um <laughs> from the Vietnamese community are not reflective of everybody else <laughs> yeah oh, it's very funny like there's mm. there's really great moments in it it just seemed to drag on a little long yes for and it was weird because the characters also suffered this. There was no more that they could do. And they had to just sort of go, well, we'll just wait around until it hits now. And yeah. that's how it felt like watching the film. It was sort of <laughs> waiting for the end. They're reflecting exactly how I'm feeling right at that moment. And it was really strange. It it's was... over two hours long. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah they could have cut it by 30 minutes, I reckon. Yeah. I think if they did, it would have been really punchy. Um, Same. Yeah, if they did that, and also I found one of the things that detracted um, for me were the weird cuts and shots of animals and nature. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, Scott, they do these weird cuts and edits to, um, you know, animals and nature in the midst of, you know, a scene transition, and it's a little bit jarring to sort of... Like... Oh, and just garbage men picking up trash cans and things like that as well. It was... Right. Uh, I'm assuming it was just trying to go, you know, here's the planet Earth and things yeah. that are going to be gone. Things we're going to miss. Yeah, but it was just yeah. sort of really inconsistent, weirdly done, and, yeah, suddenly showed up in spots that you weren't really ready for. Yeah, so. I can't help but feel that along with those cuts as well as, I guess, some of the messages that um, the director, McKay, was trying to put into this film, because there is a lot going on. I can't help but feel that he's trying to give himself a bit of a smug pat on the back to be like, look how clever I, I, my movie is, you guys. Look, look how clever it is. We're all going to die. <laughs> this is what we're all like. You know, we're all lazy. We're all going to try and make money off this. We're all obsessed with ourselves. It doesn't even matter if the world is going to end. Look look at me. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And that sort of switched me off for a large part of the movie, unfortunately. Well, just going back through his filmography, which is eclectic, I suppose. Yeah. From Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, through to The Big Short and Vice. Mm. So he sort of, uh, at some point, switched lanes to uh, mm. political satire and things. Yeah, it is a political satire, sort of like, I guess, a dramedy, if that's the right way, sort of phrase these days. Um, my favourite rolling gag of the whole movie is there's this um, army sergeant and Jennifer Lawrence's character is like continuously coming back to it. So he offers <laughs> her and Leo's um, 
characters these snacks it's water and, and snacks yeah. water and snacks which she asks money back for but because they're in the white house they're actually for free and she keeps banging on about it. it's like but the snacks are free why would he do this <laughs> why would he ask it? Right. <laughs> and that's sort of the mundane sort of crap that i definitely would fix <laughs> <laughs> oh it was good it just it made her character so sort of uh, i guess as you said layered um mm. but then dicaprio is as well because he sort of gets caught up in his own fame and then yeah. realizes he's not where he really wants to be and mm. it's um done extremely well in that sense for the characters um yeah for sure. I, I guess like uh anchorman in terms of the satire so if you same anchorman yeah. oh no this is probably a little oh, same director clear. is what i meant to say oh yeah 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 same director, <laughs> but, not not uh the, the humour in Anchorman, sort of probably more college, you know, high school humour majority of the time. Well, he was uh, sort of the guy who ran Funny or Die, so college humour, yeah. go figure. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> but Anchorman 2, they sort of at least started dragging the concept of making news instead of telling news, which mm. in terms of media, that's an important point, but it mm. it's sort of done so lightly, it doesn't quite work in that film. And I think some of the things are done a little bit either so overtly it doesn't work or it's not, it, it's too subtle, I guess, in some ways. So it sort of doesn't have this really good balance in the satire. It sort mm -hmm. of switches lanes constantly from drama, which I think is actually better when it's those subtle things like Jennifer Lawrence going, but why did he make us pay? You know, yeah. that that's, that's actually the funnier parts of it. Yeah. Uh, but then it's got like almost... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio screaming at the screen at, at the audience, a la Will Ferrell sort of thing. Uh, it, mm. That doesn't work and it goes too far. So mm. um, it's got this mm. sort of very mixed approach in the end, which... Well, it's, it's certainly dividing, just reading some reviews now. Mm. Good Lord. 55% of Rotten Tomatoes, so it is well and truly split. <laughs> it's almost yeah. down the middle. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it's still... Um, it's a worthwhile film for people to see. I, I, I do, I, I recommend seeing it. Uh, it. It's not going to be the best film in terms of satire and mm. that that you could see, but um, it, it's been, uh, what will we say, a bit of a desert in terms of these types of films. Well, can I just, can I just throw out something that a critic has said just mm -hmm. for, for the lols, if that's okay, guys? Yeah. Um, Don't Look Up is the perfect companion piece to Mike Judge's Idiocracy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, idiocracy is probably um, a bit more obvious than yeah. this one. Um, a cynical, insufferably smug sat. <laughs> but simply trivializes the subject. Doctor Strange, love it ain't. Yeah. Sometimes I think you need to sort of trivialize these really big topics of discussion because that is sometimes the only way to sort of get to get everybody to understand. Guess it'll frustrate the people that are already on board and already there but to those to sort of that need to flip that page to get but there. do you think the sort of people that really need that message are going to watch this film though potentially they might i think sure. they will I think I think because of the star power i think yeah. they will because of the star power and if not i think the performances actually really do make the film worth watching in a different okay. kind of way like if you and, are uh, yeah and as you said there's all these people saying it's amazing and i think it's just making penny drops with them so mm. it's mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's probably where they're saying it is because they're going, oh, wow, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Jaws so. moment with the camera zoomed in on that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, don't look up. I guess I'll have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a good idea to have a little look. Yeah, I mean, your boy Timothy Chamley is in it too, Scott, so, you know. <gasps> Paul Atreides? Yeah, Paul Atreides in his most fashionable hair extension ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Pop Culture is produced by and reported by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Stouter. The clip for this week's show was a trailer for Don't Look Up, and the song at the end was the main theme from Don't Look Up. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, or, you know, leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, we're on Instagram, and we're on YouTube. Catch you next time, guys. <laughs>